0: Welcome to Oz NFTs NFTs are for everyone podcast. Every week, we'll bring you Australian artists, collectors and builders that are paving the way in the Web3 space. We'll go deep into their stories, how they're reshaping digital culture and how you can get involved. This week, I caught up with Greg from Third Wave Cafe in Melbourne. Greg started Third Wave 12 years ago and has created an NFT strategy based on a why am I not buying value proposition, boasting free meals, discounts for friends and even a profit share mechanism third wave is a combination of a cafe and american-style barbecue restaurant if you crave more than a standard fare for breakfast third wave will definitely satisfy i can confirm the food here is ridiculous paired with love and outside the box thinking a must you're into delectable meat selections and a memorable experience let's dive in hi greg hello thanks for joining us could you just tell us a little bit about yourself who you are what you love to do
1: So from a business perspective, I own the restaurant Third Wave, been doing it for 12 years. Otherwise, I run businesses all my life, Mm -hmm. different ones, property development, a little bit with IT, so computer, wholesale, retail, et cetera. Um, And uh, really, my life is uh, business. I have two kids. Uh, They're grown, Um, going to uni, Um, have a a wife. And lately, my interest has been in Web3. Uh, crypto and uh, NFTs, and that's why I guess we're here.
0: Amazing, yeah. I want to dive into Web3, but first I just want to know a little bit more about the restaurant. So I've spent a lot of time doing photography and spending time in really nice restaurants in both Australia and Europe. Mm -hmm. And I haven't actually tried your food yet. I'm very excited to. uh, But just looking at the photos and the social media management, it looks incredible. Okay. What's the concept behind it? And so you you mentioned it's been around for 12 years. Is that right?
1: Yeah, it started out as um, a little cafe. And uh, it grew into something different, it's now a restaurant, we're not a cafe anymore, even though the name is still, uh, the word cafe is in the name. What we're doing now, really, and that's maybe a little bit different to what a lot of other places are doing, is our main main cuisine effectively is American barbecue, slow smoked meats. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a type of meat that you can cut with a spoon. Uh, where, you know, where, where it's no soft, soft, no soft juicy, that's right, <laughs> soft juicy, it's smoked for 10 to 14 hours, so everything becomes really flavorful, yeah, and, and, and burgers, uh, so, and what we've started doing, and this is where you saw some of our social media that's doing, doing exceptionally well, people really relate to it, is we started injecting theater. In mm. into our, our food, such that uh, as, a, as a customer, when you come, you don't just eat tasty food, you also get entertainment. So okay. just like uh, if, you, if you go to a theater, you only get entertainment. If you go to a restaurant, you only get tasty food. Mm. Let's hope. Mm. Here, you actually get both. Okay. Because mm. we inject that element of entertainment into our food, how we present it, how it comes out to your table, um, what you taste, smell, feel, touch, here, all of those things um, are present in how we present our food. All of those
0: senses are really represented online. It's uh, amazing. Uh,
1: abso- absolutely, absolutely. And, and look in 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 marketing, the more senses you engage as part of your product process sales process, the more chances that the customer will either buy or be happy with the purchase. Mm, absolutely, right. So that's, that's what we're doing, and this is why our, our socials, and we have a certain way of presenting what we do um, uh, out there to the world, and this is why, if you have a look at our socials, they are punching way above our our weight. So we, we're we basically a 100-seater restaurant, um, and we are, for the size of business that we are, we're probably in the top 1% of these types of restaurants being presented on socials with the following with the engagement etc.
0: I noticed you got a lot of Google reviews mm-hmm. uh, which is really fundamental for especially new business finding finding where you are how did you how did you amass so many reviews did, was there a push strategy where you were encouraging people to leave reviews or is that something that happened organically?
1: Yeah absolutely so um, unfortunately we can't leave anything to happen organically, mm-hmm. so we have to we have to manage um, and and yeah. So w- you will find that for a business that we are, for the size that we are, we have more reviews than businesses ten times the size, uh, if not a hundred times the size. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and bec- because we we pay attention because uh, and both uh, Facebook and and, and Google the, the all all reviews are important. Uh, Google re- uh, so reviews have two importance in in our opinion. One is social proof. Obviously, people want to see where they're going before they go there and th- they check it out. But secondly, when it comes to Google, for example, uh, well, let's call it Google Juice, I really like that name. Um, <laughs> Google Juice. Google Juice, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> basically, uh, Google Juice is every aspect of SEO that you can, that you can imagine. And Google will uh, basically show you higher in rankings. Mm-hmm. With the more reviews you've got, the, the, the higher it will show. Um, so we kill two birds, one stone. One is we give Google, Google Juice, and, and two, we let people know who we are. So we absolutely spend a lot of time and effort on on um, trying to receive as many reviews as we can.
0: Amazing. So Third Wave is one of the first restaurants in Australia slash potentially the world to be adopting a full blown NFT strategy. Mm-hmm. How did you yourf- yourself find your way into the Web3 and NFT space?
1: OK, so I've been playing around with NF, not NFT, but uh, uh, crypto since thir- 17, mm-hmm. so I bought bought some Bitcoin at three and a half thousand, I think. Uh, <laughs> not, <really. laughs> not a lot. Uh, I wish I bought more, but uh, I bought a little bit uh, at that time. So I've been in that universe for a few years, although after this eighteen crash, I stopped and did nothing for about two years and then slowly got myself back back into it and spent a lot of time and effort just understanding what what this is because there's a lot to understand. Mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody understands fully. It's, it's a it's, it's a, um, a rabbit hole that goes i don't know where the end of the, yeah that's right yeah. i don't know where the end of that is Um but spent a lot of time trying to understand it uh ultimately got to nfts and truthfully never liked where the nft world was going mm-hmm. so this would have been this would have been probably mid of 2021 right um and that's when uh, the main craziness happened, right? So, so, so basically from May of 21 to the end of that year, mm. everything NFT related went absolutely bananas. So mm-hmm. it started in January, but it really was nothing compared to where it all went from from May. So Bored Ape, Ape came out in May and then it, it spurred everything else and it just went, went sure. bananas. It went ballistic, yeah. That's right. And when I looked at it, I believed that I understood what NFTs could be good for, mm. but they were not what was happening. So what was happening in my mind wasn't what the NFTs were going to be good for and going to be used for in, in the future. Um, and I thought that they're useful. They're very good they're for th- all sorts of different things. Uh, and we are going to transition to using an NFT type concept for pre- pretty much all our assets that we own. Real world assets are all going to be represented uh, as a digital representation. Let's call them NFT, it will be called something else. Sure. which brought me to the point of thinking all right well if if uh, selling uh, if presenting pictures and calling them NFTs is, is not what I think it, the the benefit here is what is so which brought me to thinking about our business and how can we utilize in our bu- business so that it's beneficial to win-win it's a win for the customer it's a win for the NFT holder it's a win for us right they're the best kinds of uh, strategies where everybody wins there's no losers here um, and, and ultimately, we, we or I came up with a solution that we wanted to uh, bring to life. Took a long time, because I have some IT knowledge, but uh, but still, this is all new. This is all this is all uh, reasonably complicated. Um, not many people know how to how to implement it uh, a to z uh, mm-hmm. correctly. And those people that say they know, they actually don't. There's there's a lot of misleading information out there. Absolutely. Um, just like anywhere, but. But in, in, this, uh, in this area, it seems to be, seems to be uh, prevalent. So it took us some time, and when we ended up getting it done, it still was broken. But we can talk about, it, we can talk about that, that journey, the entire journey of how, how that project actually came to life. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen to jump in.
0: Yeah. Um, you mentioned before that there are so many different use cases that you saw it for. Mm-hmm. Do you mind just giving us a little top down of, of where your mind was at and, and is at now? For utility behind NFTs in in multiple different industries.
1: Yeah, look, this, uh, absolutely. So the, the utility of um, the general utility of paying um, the artists, the creator, basically of whatever it doesn't really matter what 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 they crea- um on resale is is a massive massive utility that mm. at the moment doesn't really exist and and will will help. Everybody. There's no losers here. Again, the only loser would be a scalper. But uh, but ultimately, it, it'll be it'll be a benefit to to everyone. The the consumer is going to have transparency, right? And and the creator, whatever wh- whether it's art or not, it doesn't really matter, is going to have continual benefit on resale, which is amazing, right? The royalties and perpetuity. Uh, it's absolutely, amazing. it's amazing, right? So um, so that, that that's great. And then the other the other uh, amazing use case is just. NFT is a unique representation of something in Mm -hmm. a digital form, right? Mm -hmm. That's it, really, as far as I'm concerned. So that's my interpretation. Um, Maybe others will have something different. Um, And therefore, anything unique could be represented on chain and therefore have transparency in what happens to it and therefore also uh, can be uh, acted upon in a much cleaner way and also a faster way. Mm -hmm. Um, And therefore, any asset that is unique, that can be represented uniquely I believe will ultimately be represented by an NFT of some kind.
0: And it doesn't necessarily just stop at a piece of art or a piece of clothing. It can be everything from a membership to tickets.
1: To to a a property title, to a car ownership, to boat ownership, to you name it. You name it. Anything that has a unique representation that can be represented uniquely. ultimately i believe will be represented uniquely as a digital form as an nft or some variant of it um and therefore you know if uh, the way the way i conceive it is this so if you if you took all, all all the property titles and you made them into nfts and they're on chain right now um to borrow to borrow against the property you have to go to a bank you have to fill out a million different pieces of paper you have to basically have a gatekeeper that's going to give you money maybe give you money maybe not give mm-hmm. you money you have to disclose your life to them et etc mm-hmm. etc and then what happens is that once it all goes and it works and, and it's and it's final they actually give you money but they don't give you money they give you the seller money right um, and then you have to pay pay the rest and that's really what happens then then what happens is that you don't actually have that title that title sits with the lender until you repay them, okay, that's that's fine. That's that's how that's how it, it operates. If that title was an NFT, and let's say you did purchase the property uh, and you wanted to uh, you wanted to borrow money, you could have anybody in the world invest in that property mm. with ease. We and what could happen is you could go to a pool and say, look, here's me, who wants to risk lending money against these properties with a with a real title, and that person or people or companies could be anywhere in the world at any time uh, assessing that risk and deciding whether they want to give it to you and at what at what rate. That whole process takes seconds okay uh, it's probably pre-automated already uh, and for you to borrow money now against this property might take you five minutes as opposed to months and months of your life mm. right but you can extend that further by saying okay well now not that it happened Let's say you want to draw down a little bit, let's say your property went up in price and you want to draw down a little bit more. What do you do? You have to go to the bank and go through the whole rigmarole again to get a line of credit of some kind right now. Right. Here you basically it's again, it's a couple of clicks of of a button, but you're borrowing money for what? You probably want to buy something. Mm -hmm. Right. You're not borrowing money to get money. Who needs money? You you don't want money. You want something. Right. Mm -hmm. In Web3, you don't have to go from a, a line of credit on a property to money to something. You can go straight to something it's cutting out the middleman cutting out a million different steps Mm. right so why wouldn't there be a situation like this that i have just described it just Mm. makes sense it makes it makes things cheaper faster easier better for everybody the only people it doesn't make things better for are banks Mm -hmm. okay um so uh, i wonder what their business model is going to look like in 10 years
0: that'll be very interesting yeah yeah So you've talked about how it can disrupt the financial industry, financial markets. How have you then brought it in to a micro level and how is
1: it helping your restaurant? So the model that we've created ultimately is made up of a few different parts. We're looking at uh, at the NFT that we've created as a membership ultimately, Mm -hmm. right? We're calling it membership on steroids because it's way better than a normal normal membership would be. Uh, and, And the primary reason for it is that Memberships normally in centralized economies are not transferable in any way whatsoever. If you add value to a membership, which a lot of membership allow you to do like frequent fly points, mm-hmm. right? It starts out with, okay, you have this membership mm-hmm. and then you build up a, an amount of points and that adds value to the membership. So mm-hmm. a membership with a million points is valued much higher than a membership with one point. But then you can't sell it. But then you can't transfer, it you can't sense. do anything. You can't yeah. transfer neither the value in it or the actual membership itself. You can't do anything Even with it. You it. Even though you accrued value in it, mm. um, it belongs effectively to somebody else. Right? So that value is not yours. Mm. You can use it if they let you, how they'll let you, but it's actually not yours and you can't transfer it. Therefore you, you cannot, um, uh, it's a one off. Right? So what NFTs allow you to do with the membership is it becomes transferable whether you sell it or give it it doesn't matter you can transfer it right you can be there could be a financial transaction or not it's up to you right but you can do it Um, it
0: tells you to ownership
1: tells you to ownership right and if you build value on it you can actually add value and then receive value back for that for that work that you've put in whatever work that is whatever effort that you put into it that's why we call it membership on steroids because yes it's membership yes it gives the owners certain benefits uh just like other memberships and would right but but with with an nft you can transfer it so in our case if you own an nft which gives you benefits if you don't want it anymore for some reason or if you whatever reason you want the point is you can you can you can transfer it to somebody else
0: and so the idea is that people come and they visit your restaurant mm-hmm. they have an experience they have a bill
1: does that does that experience then transfer onto their nft it does. So, so okay, let's talk about what the NFT entitles the owner to have. So we have a couple of tiers. We have a gold and a platinum. One is cheaper, one is more expensive. Sure. Right. So the cheaper uh, cheaper one, the gold is effectively $250 US. Uh, the idea, the reason it's in US and we're in Australia is because, look, when, when we came up with the concept, really everything was measured in either ETH or US dollars, and we just kept with the trend. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're sticking with the trend. And the benefits that you get with uh, with that NFT is you get $500 worth of food. That's a credit, effectively. So the benefit is greater than the value or the cost Double. of the NFT. Um, plus you get merch, uh, it's a merch. Mm-hmm. Um, you get access to very unique and special events that are NFT holders only. Um, and you get access to some profits from the restaurant. That so I heard you mention
0: yep. that uh, in
1: a Twitter space hosted by the Bread Brothers mm-hmm. last
0: week, and I was really fascinated by that, especially having an understanding of you know what the margins are like in restaurants and you know obviously the the recent pandemic and how that's really hit. Was that an, a tough decision or an interesting decision for you to to share profits? Because um, I've, I've never heard of that before in a hospitality, and I, I think it's an amazing.
1: It's 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 unique. I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take you through the rest, and then I'll answer that question as well. Sure. So the uh, so that's gold. The platinum um, costs uh, one thousand and fifty U- US. What you get with platinum is this: you get thirty percent off for life of yours and three other people that you bring uh, bill in a restaurant. You also uh, as part of our. As part of what we do here, we do amazing specials every month. So we do a couple of crazy specials that are over the top. They're designed to to look good, feel good, present well on, on internet, taste good. They, they, they're, they're big. They cost anything from eighty to three hundred dollars each. You get one of those free every month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, plus, plus you get even more access to uh, to restaurant profits. You get more merch. Um, you you also get um, some some sources etc so and then finally our idea was that we want to create a at, at some point a little bit down the track a restaurant metaverse where you can actually add value so you, you're going to get a, a, a drop of land for free as an, an NFT holder both gold and and, and platinum and you'll be able to add value to to that land and we started thinking about hardware because metaverses right now they're a gimmick still and we can talk about all of that but the the, the idea the idea behind what we were trying to do is um, we wanted to bring digital to real life as opposed to real life to digital. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't see anybody doing that really just yet. Uh, the idea was that you'll be able to, in that uh, uh, land and metaverse, you'll be able to value add and you'll be able to create things, especially dishes that we could actually then execute in a restaurant. Wow. Um, so that's, cool. so that's, cool. th- that's, that's a little bit down the track, but that's something that was part of the roadmap. Roadmap is a dirty word now, but okay. So that's, 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 what, uh, that's what I was thinking so they the main point for us for me always is um, provide a product or service that is going to provide more value to the buyer than the cost of the product or service and this is where the pricing and the uh, benefits of the nfts came from so in a goal you get you simply get more credit in food than you're paying for it so the the investment is neither here or there. It doesn't matter, right? Whatever you paid, you're gonna get back just because um, just because you use the NFT. Everything else is a bonus.
0: So are the benefits to you as the business owner and the creator, is it more in secondary sales and a branding exercise as opposed to economic profits from the start? Or
1: there are many. So so that's that's for the that's for the uh, purchase of the NFT. For us there are a number of different benefits mm-hmm. and and, uh, and the profit share come com, comes into it as well. What it allows us to do, this uh, a, a membership NFT uh, project is it allows us to create another model for raising uh, uh, raising money that a small business just does not have. Mm-hmm. So a small business um, has the ability to borrow money from a bank, which is almost impossible. Uh, a small business has the ability to sell of the business because if you sell all the business then you're not raising money you're just selling business Mm -hmm. if you're selling part of the business uh then okay you are able to raise raise some money or extract value from from the capital of the business as opposed to the operations of the business Mm -hmm. um but that doesn't happen who wants to who wants to buy half a business or a quarter of a business nobody nobody does that in most cases right um so really a small business of any kind has absolutely no way of raising money whatsoever okay very, very few, very limited. This gives an opportunity to do so, mm-hmm. to basically extract capital uh, value out of a small okay. without selling the thing. Mm. Y- what if you want to keep running the business? What if, what if you like the business? What if you want to the business to exist under under your umbrella as opposed to somebody else's? Well, and what if, what if you want to extract some of the benefit that you accrued in the business over a long period of time because it has goodwill, it has value, etc.? Well, you can't. With this method, you can, okay? So you can actually extract some, some value. And my thinking was that, okay, well, if I'm extracting value, I need to give some back, as I always do. And that's where the access to profits ultimately comes from, is that that's my giving back, right? To For that value creation in uh, uh, that, that the NFT holders will, will provide me.
0: My favorite part of all of that is that you're creating more evangelist fans, right? I mean, if someone owns a part of your business if they can bring three friends down and get 30 percent off their bill you're just creating people in the city that are so excited to support you and to come in and and to get your monthly specials and you're promoting word of mouth which i think is still one of the most powerful marketing strategies you can adopt
1: you're absolutely right so we 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 call our nft holders super customers because they are they 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 are more loyal they are they treat it a little bit like it's part of part of part of part of them because, in effect, it is not directly but indirectly it is and that's that you know a lot of a lot of people people thinking is perception it's it's not really necessarily reality it's what you feel what you think what you understand and that's what the understanding of our of, of our NFT holders is um, and because we do the special events they get together. Right. Mm -hmm. So there is a community building. Right. So we don't have a community of our customers. I I mean, the closest we can get to that is people who follow us on Facebook. So they comment and they they engage. Okay, that's great. And that's a community. But the the community of our NFT holders is much tighter, much tighter because they're able to communicate Mm -hmm. within within themselves on Discord. Then they can come and and meet in real life, which is which is unusual for a digital project. Right. I think it's
0: amazing because they all have a common, well, they have two common interests, Mm -hmm. which is both the business
1: and nfts and so you've created a little community straight off the bat and ultimately for the business so let's talk about business perspective and where the benefit is for the business Um, i I like marketing marketing i think is is the number one thing when it comes to business and you can imagine that if somebody purchased uh purchased an nft and spent some money um, and they can get a discount by using that that that, let's say membership with that nft it's more likely than not that they will try to use it as much as possible it's just, it's just natural to think that way, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, if they, let's say, if they bought a Platinum NFT and they, and they uh, wanted a discount, right? Are they going to come by them by themselves? Most likely they're not. Most likely they're going to bring someone, whether it's their friends, whether they're going to do a party, whatever, right? They're going to bring someone. Now, those people are new to business, to our business. So they are introducing new customers to us and paying us for the privilege, okay? Brilliant. So again, win-win. So nobody loses here. So it's not like they they somehow lose out. No, they get a benefit. Their friends get a benefit. Everybody gets a benefit. We get a benefit, right? And then their friends like what we do because normally people like what we do mm-hmm. and they come back and they might buy the NFT or they might just say, okay, that's not for me, but but I like the food, I'm gonna become a customer. Yep. Um, so you're absolutely right by selling these NFTs. First of all, we are raising some funds for ourselves. We're giving a benefit the NFT holder and then that NFT holder becomes a marketing channel for us down the track it's a no-brainer uh, not really if you think about it from that, per- from that perspective mm-hmm. so a lot of people ask us why we're giving away so much value mm. so that, that's a that's a, uh, a common question because mm-hmm. it's a lot more value than uh, than what normally businesses would give away mm-hmm. and the reason for it is because the value that's given away it's given away in the front end whereas the profit is always made on the back end Okay, so that back end being that, that uh, customers bring customers, bring customers, bring customers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So to do that, I need to first have someone who actually starts the process. Yes. Right? Um, so I'm, o- I'm okay with giving away a certain value, gi- given that I know that lifetime value of that client is going to be significantly greater than whatever I'm giving away. It's future thinking. Thinking forward, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's ultimately I, I put it down to marketing um, mm. because uh, marketing is all about how do you get more people to come and buy what it, whatever it is you're selling. It mm. doesn't really matter.
0: Can you talk a little bit more about the profit profit share element? So, is there a specific percentage that then gets split between whoever is holding an NFT at that time? How often is it split?
1: Yeah, so the process of profit share is this. It's complicated um, because of legalities associated mm. with it. So to, to to comply with legalities, what uh, is, is happening is that a DAO is created, and all NFT holders will have voting rights in that DAO. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, and what will happen is that that DAO will will manage the NFT holders on on the behalf of the uh, of the NFT project. Okay the profit is going to be paid into the dao's treasury Mm -hmm. and then the nft holders will vote so basically what will happen is that the amount of the profit that's distributed is actually going to be distributed to the dao it will be distributed to the dao for the service that the dao provides and then the the nft owners who are also going to be Uh, have voting rights in the DAO will decide whether they want that profit to uh, that that treasury to be distributed to them so it'll be completely up to the nft holders it'll be completely decentralized we will have no part of the vote Um, and and then if they vote for for distribution of the treasury they'll be able to convert it into a stable coin
0: the DAO mechanic's really interesting and i can definitely see the use case for it but one thing that i'm a little hesitant with with bringing it into small business is how the people will actually react to it. Does it? Did you get any sort of friction there? Were they were they intimidated by it? Or were they really interested in learning about it and getting involved?
1: I didn't get any pushback. We're going to make it very simple. Um, the idea is, it's just going to be the possibility of voting for an initiative that mm-hmm. could be distribution. And then there's going to be a little mini decks where you can have your uh, tokens uh, that you would be issued every, every year to be converted into a stable coin or not. That's, That's it. Awesome. That's as, as complicated as it's going to get. All right, cool. So
0: you've brought NFTs into your marketing strategy mm-hmm. and you've had people inquiring, did you have a pushback from, from your regular customers? Did you have any negative feedback? Um, were people not sure about how to get involved? How did you sort of deal with that process?
1: Okay. There are a lot more people out there who are not in Web3 world than there are in Web3 world. And even further, not in NFT world, even if there was people are in the Web3 world, effectively, mm-hmm. they might be on a centralized exchange. So they bought some crypto at some point. They, they don't know anything about an NFT because an NFT requires uh, personal wallet creation of some kind. Our thinking was always that we should be dealing and promoting to the average person. We started doing that. And in fact, 30 percent of what sold sold to people who never dealt with uh, with crypto of any kind
0: that number is astronomical it is honestly that's amazing and I'm yeah. really keen to dive into how you bridge that gap
1: credit cards <laughs> no, no. we allow people to use something they know to buy something they don't know but they understand the value in, in whatever it is that they're buying um, so that that's that's how we bridge that and now with with our with our um, new uh, you know effort in, in promoting it, we were going to be promoting it a lot more to the average person out there who will benefit from what what we do from the from uh, from the NFT, not from the point of view of they want to flip it, they want value add, they, they want it increase in price, whatever, just from the benefit of the NFT itself. And mm. if it goes up in value because it does, okay, well, that's good. That, that's very much secondary or tertiary effect, yeah. not primary. Crypto web three people, okay, live in an insular universe mm. that only relates to Web 3.0 people and only in a very narrow way. Um, they forgot that the majority of people, huge majority of people are actually not Web 3.0. And they don't care about Web 3.0. And they don't know why Web 3.0 is so weirdly created, right? And that, that nobody thinks about UI or UX or, or that, that it's going to be easy for the average person to use. Nobody cares about that. I don't know why they think they do, but they don't. Um, you, you just need to use any 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 um, website associated with Web3 and you're going to scratch your head as to why did they do that, right? Even the biggest ones, even, even the Binances of the world, right? They are so complicated to use and that's probably because they started with Web3 thinking as opposed to normal thinking that we're all normal humans and we do things in a particular way mm. and we should probably create products for people who do things in a particular way as opposed to trying to get them to do it in a different way. So that's my gripe. My gripe is that Web3 uh, universe is very small. It's insular. It only thinks of itself and it doesn't think about the rest of the world, um, and and th- and therefore no adoption from anywhere outside of outside of Web3. Uh, the, the the trickle of people coming into Web3, they're coming in um, primarily because they hear of the investment opportunity whatever it's a money opportunity um, they're not coming in for any other reason and they want until i think web3 universe starts dealing with the average person in the way they should be dealt with
0: i do tend to agree that it's a very insider's game and you know especially through the bull run everyone was just jumping in and trying to get out what they could uh, but it's interesting now in the bear market you know you've still got a lot of people in the game such as yourselves And you got a lot of people building, a lot of businesses building and trying to make these uh, processes as frictionless as possible. And, you know, the more people that we talk to, the more people we see are trying to actually educate, create Mm -hmm. educational content, create more content such as this, and sort of try to explain it in in plain language. And, And that was something I wanted to touch on you with was when you were promoting your project to your audience, what sort of language were you using? Was it Were you saying the words NFT and Web3 or was it more talking about the utility and the benefits that you'd get and then sort of explaining the tech behind it
1: thereafter? It always has to be benefits forward in anything, I believe, in anything that you promote in Mm. any way. It doesn't really matter. But with that, we did use the words NFT and we did use the word crypto. um, uh, And uh, because even though I keep saying that we wanted to market to non-Web3 public, we still focused on uh, on Web3 uh, universe uh, and therefore we needed to present to them what they knew mm. or understood. We're going to change that now, right? Because we, I think that the majority of buyers of the NFT will not be crypto people. It will be normal people. Mm-hmm. And there's a big distinction between the two.
0: Shifting gears. So busy Saturday morning run and, you know, full house, everyone's pumping, short-staffed, which mm-hmm. is... Yep. Yep. Someone walks in with an NFT. Mm-hmm. How do you validate that NFT on the spot frictionlessly so that your staff can quickly seek them and, and get a move on with the rest of their job? And how do you keep
1: track of who's had the special of the month, how much credit is on that account, etc., etc.? et cetera. Funny story. Um, initially, it was all done on paper and then transferred to, to a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. But now we actually have um, software that does it. Okay. Um, Finally, just recently we've, we've built uh, built the software and basically uh, records all the data and uh, the next step, which is about a week from now, where you'll be able to, if you have an NFT or you can look up any NFT that, that we have, what use it has had. Mm. So that if you're going to buy an NFT, because normally if you buy a picture, just a picture, okay, so it's got some attributes, you can check what those attributes and rarities mm-hmm. are. Whereas in our case, you you have use attached to mm. to it. So let's say in in the, um, in the gold tier, you got five hundred dollars to spend. Now you might not spend five hundred dollars in one go. You might spend a hundred dollars, but then mm-hmm. only four hundred dollars is left. Mm-hmm. So if you're selling it, right, theoretically, um, if everything else is equal. It should have less value, because some of the value has been has been spent on it. So you want to know if you're buying it, you want to know. So that's coming, that's coming probably a week from now where you'll be able to look up any NFT and see if if they took up the special this month, how much value they used in gold, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Okay, cool. So a staff member can theoretically scan the NFT or a QR code that is generated? They can either type
1: in the, the, so what we we request everybody is to load the NFT into Metamask Mm -hmm. uh, wallet, then they show us the MetaMask uh, wallet with an NFT in it, or they mm-hmm. just they just open the open the NFT. It'll have the um, the number, or we can scan uh, scan the MetaMask wallet and it'll it'll come up with with okay. what's in it, uh, which NFT NFTs. in it, because there are people that have multiple. Sure, absolutely, and there are also people that might screenshot and. Yeah, they, they can't screenshot if if, if they uh, if we watch for which uh, them opening it in the, inside their mask. Okay, all right. So, so that's prob- probably star. possible, probably mm. possible, but but yeah, that, that, that's uh, the the ultimate is to scan scan the world. Okay, and, and that and that's something we have the capacity to do.
0: That's amazing because yeah, it's something that I've had conversations with people, and that's a very common question. What does it look like in a busy service? Do you have any advice for restaurant owners that are curious, looking to want to get into the space, but not sure next step to take, or not sure if their client base is going to react to it properly or
1: well? Um, yeah, come talk to me. <laughs> it's a, look, it's it's not it it's not simple. You need to get your head around it. Mm. But uh, it it there is a lot more value in this for a restaurant, um, enough value that they should get their head around it. Mm. OK, so because this is a whole new platform, a whole new way to provide additional value to your clients and to yourself, yeah. which is which is great because, again, there's the win, win-win. But um, ultimately, so the, the problem with Web3 right now is you need to know a lot to get this done. Mm. So, yes, you can hire uh, people, companies that will help you out. Right. Problem with that is that if you're not if you don't know yourself, you can't judge that help you don't know if they're doing the right thing the wrong thing if they could be doing a better thing you have no idea mm. you, you just you just given something right and you really don't it's a black box you don't know what just happened mm. right and that's a problem that's a problem in any uh area of life Absolutely. but it, it's even more cute here because there are so many things to to know and and that uh, helper whatever they whoever they are they may not know anywhere near enough to provide you with the with with necessary information, because this is so so new, the likelihood of that consulting company not knowing enough is huge, mm. absolutely massive.
0: I guess everyone's trying to learn together, you know, and try. That's and work right. Out the keys, so you know. so
1: therefore, you have to know a little yourself, mm. right? Otherwise, you can't judge, mm-hmm. and that's a problem because again, there are very few people out there who know anything about uh, crypto in general and nuances. To do with crypto and the technology, um, and most people don't know technology. Period. But this is a whole subset of technology that you need to understand.
0: So, speaking of education and making people aware, how did you educate your? Because you, you said that thirty percent of people that purchased your NFTs were not crypto-native. So, what were the steps to actually getting them up to speed?
1: Okay, so. Uh, A couple, so uh, I I very much believe in education and what we did uh, initially pre-launch is we actually ran some, um, let's call it mini seminars, where uh, I taught a little bit about crypto, just what is crypto, just very general high-level stuff Mm -hmm. um, and about NFTs, not to sell our NFTs, so uh, 99% of the um, content was what is crypto, where's the benefits, where are the pitfalls, just just generally getting people out outside of crypto, outside of Web3, into Web3, understanding just what it is and what are NFTs, etc. And then um, lastly, okay, so here's the possibility of, of buying the NFT and, uh, you know, let me know if you have any more questions. So that that that, that went for about an hour and a half, two hour seminar, mm-hmm. uh, a little mini seminar, and we ran a few of those and we're going to continue running them.
0: Cool. Great. I think that that's really important.
1: We had really good feedback. People, yeah. they were free, people could... Coming. Uh, some came, some didn't. Yeah. Um, but uh, because th- th- there was no, th- the point was not to make money on the information. The point was to teach people. And if they wanted to, if they understood, they'd probably uh, buy the NFT. If they d- we didn't do our job right and we didn't present to them the information correctly, they certainly wouldn't. Sure. Um, so, uh, and we'll continue doing that. We'll, we'll probably be doing that every two weeks. We'll continue. Uh, presenting because we need to basically drag people kicking and screaming uh, uh, into the Web3 world for them to understand it because there's lots of benefit for them outside of what we do. Okay.
0: So you're doing your part to educate and bring on retail. How can other creators and builders do their part to ensure that we one day get to mass adoption?
1: The fundamental aspect of promoting anything is to provide lots of value. Enough value that people will, it becomes a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. It becomes, why am I not doing this, right? It's not why should I, but why am I not, right? Um, and if that kind of value is provided, then people will drag themselves themselves into this field because they want to participate. Because in their mind, is this is it's not necessarily too good to be true. It's too good to pass up. They're missing out. They're missing out. Mm. Yeah, and not they're missing out because this thing might go from a dollar to two dollars. Yeah, th- that's beneficial to some people, and some people value that, and that's fair enough. But just because there's value there for them, that they, they want to have, right? It's like buying a car that's normally costs 50,000, but buying it for 20. There's lots of value there, right? People will just go and, and queue up to do that, as long as they believe that it's true, and it is true, right? So if the creator provides so much value that it becomes a no-brainer, that's going to start the process of people doing it themselves.
0: What do you think is required for a business to execute a successful NFT project with regards to their audience they're following? Mm -hmm. Do you think that they maybe need a certain number of followers on social media? Do you think they need a particularly loyal customer base? Are there any aspects that are
1: required? So what we've done does require um, certain criteria to be met. Right. So not every business can do it because they can't provide the value to the NFT holder. Every business, I don't believe, can can do that. Mm. A lot of businesses can, but not every business. Your local fish and chips place probably not going to work, but some uh, restaurant that has some some following and has a greater understanding and scope of value they can provide that is outside of just providing food just today and, and just for you. They can do that. Right, so you need to have a strategy that is greater than just what you do every day. Okay.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about the initial response mm-hmm. when you decided to drop your NFT project?
1: Yeah. So we promoted it uh, on our social uh, channels, so Facebook and Insta. And it was a lot of pushback because, because the NFT has a bad name out there in the non web three world. Um, and we had to defend ourselves. And I was really adamant. Uh, and I did not I did not do what most businesses would do uh, in this pc mm. world mm-hmm. um, I basically pushed back I basically pushed on their uh, just clear they're begging the project they're saying it's it, it's, it's it's fake it's false it's um, it's scam blah 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 so I pushed back on prove it okay if you are if you are accusing us that we are so-and-so, because we are doing an NFT project, prove it. So I pushed back. So that's, that, that, was my, that was my strategy of dealing with this stuff, is that uh, whenever somebody said something negative, I would challenge them on that negativity and, and ask them to provide some reason for why they're saying it and, and not give in to generic reasons, mm-hmm. actually ask for very specific reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ultimately, they go away because no one has any specific reasons to say something that this is this is bad all all they're doing is they're repeating what they've heard yeah yeah that's right so um where did it get me i have no idea okay all i know is that at the very least i did not succumb to that pressure of negativity Uh, i did not we did not crumble we just said okay well fine let's have a normal conversation about it if you are saying this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. Okay, tell us why, and we will have a discussion. Mm. And most of the time, no one said why. Sometimes they would they would come back with because blah blah, and that blah blah was completely meaningless, mm-hmm. uh, as it often is. Mm. Um, so, so the initial push met with a lot of negativity. A lot, right? Um, which uh, effectively were rejected. And obviously, some people looked through that and, and uh, saw enough value. So that, that's really where we saw it, is that we have to push it out. And if some people uh, have uh, bad things to say, okay, we'll, we will start a dialogue. But the rest of the people might actually get get the value and understand.
0: So do you think it is a little bit of a risk for hospitality businesses or any brands to jump into the NFT space?
1: Yes, if they are not clear about what they're doing. Okay. If they are clear, and if they are really providing real value, okay, if, if it's not a scam, if it's real, then no, it's not a risk. But if there is anything in there that could be construed as um, incorrect, or valueless, or in any way a scam whatsoever, then it's a risk, because that can, that can stick.
0: You're a very busy man, and you've been really successful in both the Web3 and the Web2 spaces. Do you have any advice or a motto that you sort of live by or something that sort of keeps you going? Yeah,
1: I don't know if I want to give advice to people about how to live their life. I think uh, my advice is everybody should live their life in the best way possible for them, I guess. Um, uh, and in regard to uh, what can be done with, uh, with Web3, um, just um, I think people need to understand it because I think most people don't. And if they understood it, they'd be able to utilize it better. Greg, thank you so much for your time. No worries. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming and talking to me. Anytime. Cheers. No worries.